When you enrich the lives of your employees through purpose-powered leadership, they'll grow your business for you. Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where you'll discover how to champion a culture of courage and love. Stop dealing with symptoms and get to the root of the problems in your business. This is the Higher Purpose Podcast with your host, Kevin Monroe. Hey, it's Kevin Monroe. This is episode 59 of the Higher Purpose Podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me again. And today we're going to do something different again. It's it's just me and you in a conversation, a heart-to-heart conversation. I want to share some things. I've only shared this publicly one other time, and that was at a uh, invitation-only group event in April of this year where my friend Mike Kim was hosting Influence and Impact and brought together about 50 people. And I had the privilege of closing out the conference, being the last keynote speaker of the conference. Well, a thought hit me yesterday, and and it's what's prompted me to take what was kind of a speech and convert it into a conversation between the two of us here for the podcast. And here's the thought that hit me. I write every day. And yesterday in writing, this thought just was there. Today is like so many other days. Yet at the same time, it is uniquely different. Now, let me unpack that for you just before we jump in here. You know, so many times, if you're like me, have routines in life. And and if you work a job, they're just a lot of routines. So, so many things seem the same from day to day. And it's kind of easy to lose thought of that. But today is now. And now is the only time you and I have to live into higher purpose. So today is now. Make it matter. So I want to take parts of that speech Turn it into a conversation. And the other thing that's been noodling in my mind is at church, our pastor, Andy Stanley, is going through this series, The Principle of the Path. And as I've sat and listened to some of those thoughts he's been sharing, it's reawakened these thoughts. So that's where we're going to go. If I were to title this, it's Navigating North in Business, Leadership, and Life. And that's what I want to help you with, because as I said, I've had a lot of conversations lately with many of you, and I'm so grateful for the conversations I've had. And it's helped me realize that you and I are far more alike than we are different. We struggle with a lot of the same things, and and we process some of the same issues. So let me ask, are you on a journey to some place you've never been? And the obvious answer is, of course you are. You know, we all are. And if you're anything like me, you've become overly reliant on GPS on your phone or in your car that you don't really stop and think about direction that much because there's a voice that's always given us direction. So yesterday, today, the, the day of this recording, you'll hear it on September 11th or later. And so even as I say that, we ought to pause if you're part of the USA or if you've been impacted by the events of 17 years ago of September 11th, which we all have. Just pause for a moment of silence and remembrance. Thank you. There's a voice that's always giving us directions until it doesn't work. Yesterday, uh, the day of this recording is August 31st. Yesterday, August 30th, I was in Charlotte. I was pulling out of a parking garage at the hotel, had cut on my phone before I left, you know, trying to get directions, had a stop to make on the way out before I hit the interstate. And 
it couldn't connect, couldn't connect, you know, and it's seeking a connection and no navigation. And all of a sudden I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, I didn't pay attention when I came in. I have no idea where the interstate is. So I reset my phone, tried it again, and it was still no direction. So then I thought, okay, I can figure this out and just get a bearing. But, you know, there are times that you and I were traveling uncharted territories in life, in business, in leadership. You're going somewhere you've never been before. You're going somewhere where others may not have been before, or at least the journey you're traveling. So there is no map. There is no GPS. Well, how do you navigate in situations like that? That's what I want to talk about today. The ancient mariners, they had a secret of navigation that is still relevant today. And I'll I'll get into that later. So let's go into the backstory. So in what ways are you directionally challenged when it comes to finding, following, and fulfilling your higher purpose? And if you're anything like me, I know you are. You've had these challenges. So here are a couple, and, and some of these I kind of alluded to last week, last episode, episode 58, but I want to go in a deeper direction and different. So number one, many of us have been beat up, we're broken, bruised, we've had hard knocks, and that makes it hard to kind of figure out where you are and where you want to go. And it also even calls into question whether you have anything to offer. We're also fearful. And I've had numerous conversations lately of people who, you know, the risk of the unknown overwhelm you. And you just play it safe. And it's like a ship. You stay in the harbor. Well, that reminds me of something in John Shedd said. A ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. So let me say that another way. Let me put my spin on that. You can try and live risk-free, but life is a risk. And to live without taking any risk is to never truly live. So If you've got that fear, you just have to somehow come to terms and deal with the fear, put it in its place, and move beyond it. Now, there's another one, a couple others that I want to share. One is that you've been trampled down, belittled to the point that you don't believe you have anything to offer. Well, I can answer that in one word, poppycock. That is not true. If you're listening to this podcast, I am telling you, I want to assure you, You have a unique gift to offer to the world, and your world and the world need your contribution. So whatever's happened in the past, make peace with it, which is something I talked about last week. The other, here's where it gets interesting for me. There's this misunderstanding, and I would even say there's bad teaching about purpose, what it is and how it works. So let me hit a few of those, and I'm going to illustrate the one that I struggle with most. But I've struggled with all of these at some point or other in my journey. Number one, there's some of us, I've heard this, that purpose is the privilege of a few. It's not for everybody. Only a few people really have the liberty to find and fulfill purpose. No, that is not true. I believe purpose is the birthright of us all. You know, so there was a point in time when I believed this, that it was only the called, you know, the professionals, clergy, or caring professions. Those were people living purpose. The rest of us, we were just trying to get by. That's just not true. Another misunderstanding that God is hiding purpose from you, that, you know, you just have to, it's a mystery, you'll never figure it out. And I don't believe that one either. I don't believe 
God's hiding it. More than anything, I believe God desires for you and me to live in your zone of genius and your zone of brilliance, shining your light, sharing your gifts, talents, and abilities with the world. Now, akin to that, another misunderstanding, and maybe you're like me, you were taught to believe that purpose, there was another kind of phrase for purpose that I grew up with as a teenager hearing this. That was the perfect will of God. And that was like a needle in the haystack, or it was a pinhole prick in the universe. And you had to know the geospatial coordinates and step-by-step, you know, it's kind of like a NASA launch. You had to have everything perfectly planned out before you could ever lift off. Well, that's more poppycock. I'll say more about how I actually believe it works, but this whole idea that believing they're just this one pinhole prick, and if you miss it, you know, you're just destined to a life of disappointment. Don't believe that. So maybe your misunderstanding is something else altogether. Whatever it is, it's time to put it, that misunderstanding, that misconception in its place and to get on with your journey. So let me just summarize it and say it this way. You were born into purpose. And even, here's a thought that hit me a few months ago. Even if your conception was an accident, you were still born into purpose. If you were not planned as a child, you're still born into purpose. And as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Now, purpose, purpose is what gets you up in the morning. It's what gets you out of bed. Purpose puts meaning into the mundane things of life. It's problems that are what keep you up at night, but it's purpose that gets you up in the morning. So moving forward, let me ask you, have you, because I certainly have, have you ever arrived at a dream destination only to discover it wasn't all you dreamed it would be? You know, maybe that was a vacation. Now, this wasn't a vacation. I'm going to tell you about this was a business trip. Don't bring this up to my wife, Gwen. Okay, this one, this is one of those worst travel decisions I ever made. We were going to, I believe it was Covington, Kentucky for Years ago, I did this. I traveled a lot promoting arts and craft show. That's something I've never said on the podcast. But we were going to an arts and craft show in uh, Kentucky, Ohio, somewhere. We're staying in Covington, Kentucky. And by the time I booked the reservation procrastination, there was only one motel, motel, not hotel. That should have been the clue, left. And it had this very unique name, the Blue Gables Motel. When we arrived, we knew why it was the Blue Gables Motel, because it was outlined in neon lights, blue neon lights. When we got there, there was only one room left. They gave it to us. This is the room right next to the office and right in front of or right behind the room was a 24-hour package store. Just one of the worst nights in a motel. Wouldn't recommend the Blue Gable. I'm sure it has no stars on any of the travel sites, but ouch. That was a tough decision. It was a bad destination. So maybe you've also had what you thought were dream destinations. I never thought that was a dream, but, you know, it's just one of those that didn't work out right. But business, job, relationship, you thought it was a dream and it turned into something less. So let me ask you, what happens when what you thought was your dream turns out to be a dead end or worse, it even seems like a nightmare? Now, I was recounting earlier today, I can think of at least four significant times in my life where I came to what I thought was an end of the road, but in that moment, I couldn't see it, but it was a bend in the road. And it takes time and perspective to see that what looks like the end of the road is only a bend in the road. 
So at this point, I'll spare you the details of any of those four stories, just out of the sake of time, and I've shared parts of them before. But what I realized as I've looked back on those, while I did not have the vocabulary at the time, what I was doing, how I responded or ultimately responded, was what I now call navigating north. And here's what I believe I know about you, that deep within you is a desire to make a difference, to have an influence on others, to create an impact in the world, to right a wrong, correct an injustice, fulfill a dream, whatever that is for you. I've always called it creating a better, brighter future, wanting to make the world better than it was and leave the world better than I found it. But never having traveled this way before, you're not really sure how to go about it. So that's what I want to talk about. Here's what I love. I believe it's simpler than you have imagined. I do know what I've realized. It's much simpler than I ever imagined it was. And this is where the comments Andy Stanley shared lately, the one that's really hit me is direction, not intention, direction determines destination. As I heard Andy say that, I was kind of taken back to all of this navigating north work that I'm doing, and it prompted me to share this in a podcast episode with you today. So as I look at this, there are three key elements. They're not necessarily steps, they're elements. So number one, start where you are. I cannot overemphasize this enough. Here's what I've discovered is that everyone can navigate north. No matter where you are at this moment, no matter how far you may feel that you are off course and that you've drifted from your destination, you can begin navigating north now. And navigating north may not It does not always require that you go back to square one. Now, maybe there are some things you need to go back and make right. I'm not saying you can just forget that. Please don't hear that. But what I'm saying is you don't always have to go back. You can just start navigating north from where you are. Let me illustrate this with a story from our daughter, Lindsay, when she was early in her driving. We were meeting some friends for dinner over in Roswell. We live in Woodstock, Georgia. Roswell's next town over. We're over in Roswell. And Lindsay's meeting us separately, and my phone rings, and it's Lindsay. And if you're the parent of a teenager that's just started driving, you know that panic you feel when you see the phone go off and it's your children. And it was Lindsay, and she said, help, Dad. I'm like, what? She said, I'm lost. Well, what's the next question? Naturally, where are you? I don't know, Dad. That's why I'm calling you. Well, you know, there's some humor there, but there's also, well, I'm not sure how I can help you get to where you are if you don't know where you are. So what's around you, Lindsay, is the next question I ask. She goes, Starbucks. I'm like, well, gosh, that really helps because there's only one. No, there's like one on every corner. So then I said, which Starbucks? You know, she began to talk and I'm like, which direction are you going? What do you see? What was right before the Starbucks? What's right after it? Because she didn't even know what road she was on at the moment. So, you know, just takes a few seconds. We got her bearings. I said, oh, you're so much closer than you think you are. Just go up here, turn, and you know we're right there ahead on the left. That kind of metaphor, that kind of story is a great metaphor because a lot of us, we feel lost at the moment because we've kind of lost our bearings and we kind of got turned around, spun around, but we're so much closer to the destination than you may imagine. So figure out where you are. Now, if you're someplace that's not as rosy or as pleasant as you would like to think, 
embedded in this is the instruction to accept how you got there. If you had complicity with where you are at this moment, acknowledge your complicity. If you need to forgive yourself for bad decisions, forgive yourself. If you need to forgive others for their involvement, forgive them. Just clean that up, you know, but accept how you got where you are. Now, let me say this. If you're in a place that's not real pleasant at this moment, if there's some difficult circumstances in your life, I really want to speak to you and say that everything, and I would say that bold, you know, underscored, as emphatic as I can say it, everything in your past has prepared you for your future. And yes, I mean everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between. And now I realized, I talked about this a little bit in episode 58, that for some of you, there's pain in that. Part of your past is not pretty. Part of my past, parts of my past are not pretty. Heck, some of them are pretty ugly. But take consolation in the fact that everything in your past is preparing and has prepared you for your future. Actually, let me say it another way. Everything in your past has prepared you for your purpose. Everything. So there's this process. Last week I talked about making peace with the past. So make peace with the past. Embrace your past. Transform it. Because until you embrace it and accept it, you can't transform it. You're just kind of stuck in it. So here's the other thing that I would ask you, another way to phrase this question. Has life given you a gift that you would prefer to re-gift rather than receive? The gift that life has tried to give you, you can't receive it. Until you receive it, you cannot transform it. So start where you are is the starting point. Second thing that's so essential in navigating north, and that is to find your north. You got to start where you are, but then you got to know where you want to go. And this is where I believe it's really important to understand that true north is more of a direction than a specific destination. This reminds me of one of my favorite lines out of classic literature, Lewis Carroll in Alice Through the Looking Glass. You know, Alice comes to the point in the fork in the road where she meets Cheshire Cat. And Alice asked, which road do I take? His response was a question. Where do you want to go? Alice said, I don't know. Then, said the cat, it doesn't matter. Right? So this whole idea of knowing where you want to go, your destination is really important. Now, I want to say as we get started here that for me, true north is more of a direction than a specific destination. When I heard Andy say those words, you know, that direction more than intention determines your destination, direction. So where do you want to go? I believe for most of us, there is a dream. I want to take you down a a slight bunny trail for just a moment because there is a connection here. One of the most famous speeches of all time is Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Now, what you may or may not know is that speech, I Have a Dream, almost didn't happen. 
That was not the speech that Dr. King had written and had prepared to deliver that August 28, 1963, at the March on Washington. There were 10 people that spoke that day at the March on Washington. Of the 10, Congressman Lewis is the only one still alive today. Dr. King spoke last, and he had his prepared remarks before him on the podium. But right before Dr. King took to the podium, legendary gospel singer Mahalia Jackson had just moved the crowd with a spiritual. And then she takes her place on the podium, and Dr. King gets into his speech, and he's going through his prepared remarks, and he hits a part that felt a little bit clunky for him. And as he did, he paused. And in that pause, Mahalia Jackson said, tell him about the dream, Martin. Tell him about the dream. Now, Dr. King had never spoken about the dream in a speech before, but publicly he had had it in small group conversations and Mahalia had heard this. At that moment, Dr. King paused put his hand on the speech and slid it up and to the left on the lectern, grabbed both sides of the lectern, leaned in, and Clarence Jones, one of his advisors who'd helped draft with the speech, leaned to the guy next to him and said, these people don't know it, but they're about to go to church. So Dr. King departed from his prepared remarks and began ad-libbing this part, this part, I have a dream, the part that is so classic to the speech. You see, everyone gathered on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial that day. They knew about the problems of racial inequality. They knew that the land of opportunity was not the land of equal opportunity. They knew that the social and economic injustice they faced They didn't need to be reminded of that, and that's where the original speech was going. Instead, Dr. King began talking about the dream. That was something radically different. If they'd had a dream, they had lost sight of it. And maybe many that day thought it was an impossible dream, but Dr. King gave it new life on that sweltering summer afternoon. And people were invigorated, recharged, and renewed because of the dream. Now, you and I, we know we're on the other side of history. We see how much has changed. And, you know, that part of the speech that was so powerful that day, Dr. King saying, I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Further on, he said, a desire to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. And when that happens, he bellowed in his closing remarks, and when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, every state, every city, we will be able to... Speed up that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the songs of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. So the question I want to ask you is, what's the dream you have? And how do you begin to articulate the dream? And who is the Mahalia 
in your life that may encourage you to give voice to part of the dream that you're afraid to speak, that you've been withholding. And if you're a Mahalia, who's the Martin that you are there to encourage? Who is it around you that you see their dream or parts of their dream more clearly than they can at this moment? How can you encourage them? And if you know the history of the civil rights movement, you know Dr. Martin Luther King was a chief spokesperson and visionary, but it was a movement and there were hundreds, thousands that marched with him. So who's marching with you? Who's on the quest to see the dream you see? Because if you're the only one seeing the dream, there's a problem. There are other people that share that dream. Find them. March together with them. That leads me to the statement I've made before. Purpose starves in isolation but thrives in community. Discover your dream. Begin to articulate it and see who rallies around it. Those are the people for you to march together with towards your true north. Essential one, start where you are. Number two, find your true north. And then three, chart your course and start navigating north. When I say chart your course, I'm going back to this. Know the direction. You don't have to know step-by-step details of what to do to get there. Just know the direction you want to travel. And there are a couple of things that are really important here. Part of this becomes understanding your values because values are what keep you on the path and keep you from wandering you know, off the highway. They're the guardrails that keep you safe. So be clear about your values if you're a true north traveler. And Know what matters most to you when it comes to these values and never sacrifice what matters most for what's convenient or expedient. Let me ask a question. This kind of goes back to math. What's the shortest distance between two points? Yeah, I know. The obvious answer that we've all been taught is a straight line. Well, let me just say it like this. I believe straight lines aren't always possible in life. You've heard me say, I ask a lot of people, has your journey to purpose been more of a straight line or a zigzag? Most people say zigzag. It's not straight line. I believe that in life, straight lines are overrated. And enjoy the journey. With enough perspective, you'll see the straight line of your crooked path. There's an old saying that says, God writes straight with crooked lines. So what I want to encourage you to do is to plan. You do need to plan. You don't have to over plan because there's some of us that over plan it and we will just plan to the nth degree and then we'll refine the plan because as long as we're planning, it's a smokescreen for taking action. We can feel like we're doing something, but you're not really doing something. So create a minimally viable plan, figure out what's the next step to take and then take it. And then so plan and then act. And then as you act, and the sooner you act, the better, because as you've heard me say, action leads to clarity. Action creates clarity. It's hard to steer a parked car. And imperfect action trumps perfect inaction every time. But then I want to encourage you, after you've planned and after you've taken some action, pause to reflect. Because it's this act of reflection that when you take it leads to more effective action. So plan, act, reflect, and then adjust. And adjust, this is that part of navigating north. Just on a regular basis, make sure you're still heading to your true north. And when you get off track, adjust, readjust, get back on. So 
What I want to leave you with in closing is no matter how long you've been on the journey or how long you've been traveling this path, the most important step you will take today is the next step. And it is very important that you take action now. So my hope as I wrap this up, my hope is that you resolve what you need to resolve, that you clarify what you need to clarify, and you commit to a course of action, and you start taking action. If you're listening to this on the day it releases, there are 111 days left in 2018. If you listen to it sometime after that, you can do the math, figure out. But there's still plenty of time for you to resolve what you need to resolve in 2018. My hope, and I'm wanting to encourage people to make the most of the days left in 2018. First off, now is all we have. We're not even guaranteed 2019. So make the most of 2018. But as you anticipate living into your purpose in 2019, I want to encourage you to do what you need to do in the time remaining in 2018 so that you are positioned and primed that when January 1st, 2019 arrives, you are ready to find, follow, and fulfill your purpose. Hey, if I can help you on that journey, I'd love to do it. If I can help you with your business, integrating purpose at a deeper level in your business, if I can help you integrate it into your leadership or your leadership team, or if it's into your life, reach out to me. You know how to contact me. It's Kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com, or I invite you to call me 678-744-5111. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I hope there's something here that truly encourages you on your journey. Until we connect again, I want to invite and encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose. Are you ready to connect to other purpose-powered people like yourself so you can network, share ideas, and grow together? Join us in the Higher Purpose community on Facebook for conversation, extra content, and access to Kevin. Go to kevindmonroe.com slash community. That's kevindmonroe.com slash community.